Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products, that's plural, forward slash valuations. Again, both plural, founderpath.com forward slash products, forward slash valuations. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to getlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Guys, fincom.co, they launched their MVP back in June. They raised a million dollar pre-seed round, including 250K of non-dilutive capital from the French government at a call a 2% cost to capital. They've used that to be scrappy. They've now got 23, sorry, they've got under 100 paying customers, but more than one paying customer. These customers paying on average call it 130 to 150 per month, a couple thousand bucks in monthly recurring revenue as they look to keep scaling and extending their runway. Hey, folks, my guest today is Martin Corot. He's the former private equity investor turned SaaS entrepreneur. He's an HEC Paris graduate and started at Goldman Sachs in London and Morgan Stanley in London before moving to PE after a stint in strategy consulting. Today, he's the co-founder of FinCom. That's with an E on the end, FinCom.co, which is a real-time financial data platform for SaaS. Martin, you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. Let's go. All right. What kind of real-time data? Well, so right now we update it every day, but uh, we're moving to closer to real time with updates coming in uh, around every 20 minutes, that's three times an hour. And depending on the system, uh, we're pushing that limit because we want our clients to have the freshest data possible. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what, what, so it's mainly the SaaS companies, but is it, is it data that the CFO uses, data that the tech people use? I assume it's finance, FinCom, right? It is. So we're a financial data platform. So basically, we provide either the CFO and the finance team or the founder with the live financial data and KPIs that they need to understand what's going on in their business on a day-to-day basis or even on, a, on an hour-per-hour basis and to make the right decisions based on that. Mm-hmm. And are companies paying you already for the product or are you pre-launch? You know, we launched uh, a few months ago and we're scaling up our user base right now, uh, mainly yeah. through uh, direct acquisitions and partnerships. That's great. Okay, so so walk me through. So what's an average customer pay, pay for the platform? So right now we're pricing it at uh, around 100 euro per month. Uh, okay. We have a small discount for the annual plan. Uh, else it's a um, basic month, month-to-month plan. And we're going to push that price point up to uh, probably 150, uh, almost 200, depending on the features, because we have a big feature roadmap that we're delivering with uh, a lot of features being pushed uh, in the coming weeks. And that's going to allow us to uh, go for higher price points because we're delivering more value in our product. Mm-hmm. And what's the... I'm trying to go to it. It's not working for some reason. What's the correct URL, the website? I'll send it to you right now. It's okay. fincom.co with an E at the end. Ah, fincom. I got it, got it. Fin. 
Co. That's weird. I for some reason I don't know. Maybe you're in Paris, right? Yeah, we might have uh, some some issues with uh, U.S. connections. We've had that before. We're, we're I think that. I think that's what it is. But let me. I'll try and open it in an incognito window so I can ask better questions. But uh, like, what what is the homepage of like the big bold text across your homepage say? So it's in French. It's not translated yet. But the uh, the tagline is a 360 vision of the performance of your SaaS in real time. Very cool. Okay, so so folks are paying on average 130 bucks a month. Um, and are you pricing based off number of seats, or is it num- uh, amount of data in the platform, or how do you price? So we're pricing it uh, by the feature. So basically, you're going to have a plan with a limited limited access to uh, our feature. That's mainly going to serve smaller clients that don't necessarily need to have the more advanced analytics feature that we offer. And then we're going to have a Pro plan for larger companies with bigger teams that need access to analytics, that need access to cost analysis, that need access to wider data sources that we can plug into our system. That's how we're pricing it right now. Very cool. And then take me back here. So you launched a couple months ago, but when did you write the first line of code for the platform? Was it 2022 or 2021? It was early 2022. Yeah. Okay. We spent 2021 sitting and getting the team together. We started coding early 2022. Uh, we pushed the first version in June. We pushed the uh, updated version in September, and we've been uh, working on this one ever since. How much money did you personally spend on the MVP before launching it? Honestly, not that much. I mean, we have I mean, we raised fun, but fundamentally, uh, we have this bootstrapping culture that we try to uphold. Uh, honestly, below fifty grand. And who did Way the below. coding work? Uh, so at the start. We got our start with an agency, and for the uh, that was for the front end, for the uh, the back end, and the algorithm, which is where the real value lays. Uh, that was our third associate, uh, Lucas, who's uh, who's our CTO. Very cool. Which agency did you use, and are you still? Would you recommend them? Are you still using them today? No, we're not using them because we've kind of outgrown uh, their purpose. Uh, it's a French-based agency called Blue Square. We really recommend these guys. They're great. If you're trying to launch an MVP uh, in France, they're very agile. Uh, they know the ropes. They'll provide you with a ton of useful inputs. They certainly uh, saved us a lot of time and uh, helped us avoid a lot of mistakes. So you so paid them under fifty k to help you get the MVP live. In addition, with your third, your, you know, your CTO who did the back end work. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Okay, very cool. Now, how did you guys? I mean, it sounds like you raised, but how did you pay your bills all last year when you were pre revenue? Um, our own assets, basically. Okay, so you just saved yeah. up some money before you quit and said, "Okay, I'll live Absolutely. off savings yeah. for a year." Well, private equity, you know, uh, it's uh, it's a great career. Uh, you know, it's t- it was tough choosing to to leave it, but uh, you know, the uh, the draw of entrepreneurship was just too strong. But it's a it's a very well paid career, so yeah, we did have some money saved, and uh, we've been living on that ever since. And uh, well, That's that changed awesome. obviously after we raised. Yeah. Now, when did you raise? What year? We closed in uh, July of two thousand twenty-two. Okay, and how much did you raise? So we raised a million total for our okay. first round. Okay, and that's so that'd be like your pre-seed round. And then look, most people are yeah, selling. Absolutely. Most people are selling like fifteen to twenty percent in their pre-seed round. Were you sort of in that same range? No, lower than that. Okay, good. So that you 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 well then we there's something to learn from here because I'm always trying to help founders avoid dilution. So how are you able to give up less than fifteen percent in your pre-seed round? So uh, we raised some non-dilutive financing in that round. So that's equity plus some debt uh, in France. How did you raise? How did you raise? How did you raise debt though when you're pre-revenue? Uh, in France, you can have access to loans even pre-revenue. You have this like, are these public grants from the government? BPI. 
It's ah. not grants. It is a loan. So you do have to pay it back, but it's a loan that's specifically tailored for very early stage companies. Um, Martin, it's like it's and, like 2%, right? It's like 2 or 3% interest rate, something super low. Well, the cost, interestingly, the cost has tripled since we raised. So it's a lot is more expensive now. Oh, it's, a, uh, it's a floating it rate? Is, yeah. Oh, interesting. So the government us, no, it- we, 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 we got a fixed rate locked in, but now we're looking to raise some more uh, because obviously now we have revenues or we're trying to extend our runway and raise a bit more of non-dilutive in addition to the equity that we already raised. Oh, I and see. the cost has has gone up quite dramatically. So what is it? I just like curious. Six, seven, eight, nine percent. Yeah, it is. I think it's six now. It used to be two. Interesting. Okay, but uh, yeah, so I, I've heard of this before. It's 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 basically subsidized by the government to help encourage startups. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So how much of the million that you raised was that program versus pure equity? It was uh, pretty much seventy five percent pure equity, twenty five percent non dilutive. Oh, okay. So two fifty and seven fifty yeah. split. That's not that's not terrible. That's um, right. Yeah. And then I guess fast forward to your first customer. Tell us that story. How'd you land them? So it's it's a it's a it's a great SaaS. They have this wonderful growth trajectory, and we've been talking to them for about a year and a half. I mean, they've been in our ecosystem ever since we uh, we started the company. Uh, actually, it was the agency that we worked with that introduced us to to these guys, and we basically built the MVP. Uh, not entirely based on their uh, needs, but uh, we definitely kept their needs in mind. And uh, they were a big inspiration for us. They were pretty much the starting point of, okay, so we know there's a pain point. We're trying to address it. How do Did we you provide them value pay to ahead of time? Did you ask them to say, hey, we're going to build this for you. Can you pay us a thousand bucks ahead no, of time? No, we did not. It's We tried looking into that. I mean, we, we obviously tried that. It's not something that's very deeply rooted in the French culture. Uh, they're more of a see, then I get the uh, checkbook out. <laughs> that's approach. fair that's fair so yeah okay then fast forward to today how many paying customers uh so we don't dec- disclose that number because uh we'll only disclose it when we reach a certain uh, milestone but we are scaling up our, our acquisition quite rapidly uh, especially through uh partnerships and direct acquisition and uh, what milestone so- are you waiting for like t- 100 customers 50 customers yeah, absolutely waiting for 100 waiting for 100 okay cool when do you think you can break 100 customers next semester hopefully Oh, that's you think anyway. in the, sometime in the next six months? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the plan. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, what, 100 customers at, you know, each paying 130 bucks a month, that would put your revenues at like 13 grand a month. So maybe you're at, you know, half of that or, you know, two, three, 4,000 in MRR today. Something like that. Yeah. Well, hey, every million dollar month company has to start with 2,000 a month in MRR, right? So you're off to the races. Absolutely. I mean, we're we're pretty satisfied with the trajectory. I mean, of course, we're starting from nothing, and uh, but yeah, we're looking forward to hitting that milestone and being able to communicate. And uh, well, so, yeah. so, how are you getting new customers today? Right, the first one you went really specific on them. I mean, what's the growth channel today? So we're kind of uh, we we have a very uh, trial by error approach. So we're tr- pretty much trying everything, see what sticks. Uh, what works really well is. Uh, Pretty much cold calling right now, so more of a sales driven approach right now, uh, giving us time to build the brand and to develop all the inbound leads which we're starting to get with a content strategy, which is starting to bear fruits. Focused on you know posting uh, blog articles, a lot of LinkedIn LinkedIn uh, posts, posts, a lot of events. Uh, we do a lot of co branded webinars with companies that have uh, a bigger notoriety and a bigger following than we do, and that's a great way to attract leads for us and we're starting to look into partnerships uh we've got two lined up one with a 
uh, the world of French QuickBooks, which is called Penny Lane. Okay. Uh, we're trying to build their analytics um, platform because that's something they don't necessarily have in their product right now. And we're also looking to internationalize through partnerships. And we have one lined up with a revenue-based financing provider, which is based in uh, a neighboring country and who could give us access to its client base. Oh, very interesting. Okay. And when you look at look at your own runway today, you mentioned you're looking for some more non-lutive capital and you're surprised it's now 6% instead of 2%, right? Um, how are you managing your own burn today? What is your net burn per month? So we're keeping it under watch, under close, close watch. We don't naturally disclose that number, but it is a top priority for us. We're trying to squeeze as much efficiency out of every euro that we spend. And that What do you want to stay under? Do you have a limit per month that you want to stay under in terms of net burn? Yeah, 50 grand. 50? Yeah. yeah. If we hit yeah. 50, that would be bad news. Then again, yeah, yeah. it depends on how fast you're growing, but... It's always uh, a, I mean, it's a always a balancing. It's always a balancing act. Yeah. yeah. So so let's say you're burning 30, 40 grand net burn a month today. Does that leave you with more than 12 months of runway? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So what's driving the need to raise non-dilutive capital right now? We're pretty much conservative and we're trying to extend it as much as possible because there's so much uncertainty uh, in the ecosystem today. I mean, we're seeing a lot of companies, a lot of companies who are our own clients having delayed uh, Series A's or canceled Series B's. And that just leaves them in a really, really bad place. So the idea for us raising additional non-dilutive capital is really to get, to secure uh, extra months, basically, to give us the time to uh, roll out our roadmap and to reach our targets. We're just being conservative. Cool. Well, Martin, we're rooting for a man. In the meantime, though, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, the Outsiders. No, I don't remember the is... author, which is a shame, but it's a great book. You know, you know, there's some books that I've read that I just love, and some of them like very rarely get mentioned by founders. The Outsiders is one of them. Uh, no one ever tell, recommends them, but when I hear someone that does it, I know we're the same person because I love that book. <laughs> All right, book. and guys, Absolutely it's, it's fantastic a fantastic book. Martin, what is it? Eight? Is it eight or nine? Nine of the most capital efficient founders and CEOs ever? Yeah, it is, it's nine, I think. I think it's nine. Yeah. With, it talks you know, about, a like, lot of data, you know, a lot of uh, really going into the recipes that he used to, to, yeah, to, to just uh, achieve this fantastic track record over the years and just yeah. so consistent. It's, so fantastic. Very, it's, very, it's very, very good. Number two, is there a CEO you're currently following or studying? Uh, well, the, the Collinson brothers over at Stride. Love yep. these guys. Num very impressive. Number number three. What's your favorite online tool for building FinCom? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Uh, one that has a particular soft spot in my heart is Shield for tracking my LinkedIn analytics. I mean, it's not central to what we do, but it's just so well made, just so well designed, and it just fits my 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 needs so well that you know I thought. Wow, you know, I got I got a lot to learn uh, from these guys. What's it called? Of, uh, is it is it shieldapp.ai? Yeah, that's that should be the one. Let yeah. me check. That's a good one. Yeah, it is. All right. Is. Okay, number four. Uh, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Oh, that that varies greatly. Uh, I try to uh, sleep is massively important to my well being, so I try to uh, hit a seven hours minimum. Okay, and, and I do your... build my entire day around my sleep cycle. That's good. And what's your situation? Married, single, kids? Uh, I'm at, not married, but uh, with a long-term partner, which I'm hoping to marry one day. She says yes. Very, uh, no kids very cool. <laughs> okay, no kids. And how old are you? 33. 33. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20? Grow your network. 
Uh, get out there, speak to as many people as you can. You'll always learn something. Guys, fincom.co, they launched their MVP back in June. They raised a million dollar pre-seed round, including 250K of non-dilutive capital from the French government at a call to 2% cost to capital. They've used that to be scrappy. They've now got 23, sorry, they've got under 100 paying customers, but more than one paying customer. These customers paying on average call it 130 to 150 per month, a couple thousand bucks in monthly recurring revenue as they look to keep scaling and extending their runway. Uh, We're certainly rooting for them. We'll see what happens next. Martin, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you for having me.